Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Hey, we have to give a shout out to Missouri. Right? Hey there. Hey, Missouri. Good to have you here. Our listeners there, thank you for representing your state. Right? So one of my favorite things is to look around this country and the world and see where we have listeners at. We get them from all over. We do. And it's fun to see them pop up here and there and kind of compare. And we're from Utah. So of course, Utah is always our number one state. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what, Mm -hmm. Missouri? You are number one this month. We had a huge uptick in listeners in the state of Missouri. I like love that so much. And I would love to hear why. Like what? Who's there? Who? Yeah, tell us about about yourselves. Introduce yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right. We want to hear from you and see what's going on in Missouri. Right. So thank you. What would you like us to talk about? Yeah. We will talk about it to keep you listening. Absolutely. Right? (laughs) So fun. It is fun. So fun to see things like that. So uh, Utah, you have some competition. Watch out. Yeah. But we need a fun fact today. Oh, such a fun fact today. It's our first fun fact. Leanne Moriarty, the author of Apples Never Fall. And Mm -hmm. I just love her so much. I've been a fan of hers for a while. And this is one of the reasons why. Her About Me page on her website, which I always go for our fun facts to that. And I get like a paragraph or two paragraphs. When you're a writer and you write the About Me and it's one paragraph or maybe even three sentences. Maybe you should work a little bit more on your You're about like, me. You are a you writer. You are a writer. No pressure, though. I understand. I would rather you spend <laughs> time on the books hard. for me to read. And it's to hard to write about, about yourself. But Leanne, come. this is the greatest. So I'm going to okay. read it. She has the greatest about me page. It, it is a little short story in and of itself. <laughs> Leanne was born in Sydney, Australia in the spring of 1966. It was a beautiful day, according to her mother, who has an excellent memory for weather. A few. <laughs> this isn't this great. Like, it is a story. A few hours after Leanne was born, she smiled directly at her father through the nursery glass window, which is remarkable, seeing as most babies can't even focus their eyes at that age. Her first word was glug. This was faithfully recorded in the baby book kept by her mother. As the eldest of six children, Leanne was the only one to get a baby book, so she likes to refer to it often. (laughs) Isn't that the truth, your first child? It is complete truth. She can't remember the first story she ever wrote, but she does remember her first publishing deal. Her father commissioned her to write a novel for him and offered an advance of one dollar. Whoa. She had no agent, so accepted his first offer and wrote a three-volume epic called The Mystery of Dead Man's Island. Only (laughs) volume two remains in print, and she has like a little picture of Leanne's first novel, which is adorable. After leaving school, Leanne worked in advertising and marketing and did a business degree. She got excellent marks at university until her last semester when she did a subject which brought together everything she had learned in her degree thus far. She only just passed. No one mentioned you were meant to retain that stuff. She became quite corporate for a while and wore big shouldered suits and fretted about the size of her office. She eventually left her position as marketing manager to run her own, not especially successful business called the Little Ad Agency. 
After that, she worked as a more successful, thankfully, freelance advertising copywriter, writing everything from websites and TV commercials to the back of the Sultana brand box. (laughs) What? (laughs) The things. In her spare time, she wrote short stories and many first chapters of novels that didn't go any further. The problem was that she didn't actually believe that real people had novels published. Then one day, she found out that they did. When her younger sister... Jacqueline Moriarty called to say that her first brilliant young adult novel was about to be published. Ah, sibling rivalry. In a fever of sibling rivalry, Leanne rushed to the computer and wrote a children's book, which went on to be enthusiastically rejected by every publisher in Australia. (laughs) Poor Leanne. I don't feel bad for her. She calmed down and enrolled in a master's degree at Macquarie University in Sydney. As part of that degree, she wrote her first novel, Three Wishes. It went on to be published around the world. Since then, she has written eight more novels, The Last Anniversary, What Alice Forgot, The Hypnotist's Love Story, The Husband's Secret, Big Little Lies, Truly Madly Guilty, and Nine Perfect Strangers, as well as the Nicola Berry series for children. I have not read the Nicola Berry series. Uh -uh. Interesting. I'll have to look that up. Nicola? Nicola Berry. Yeah. Hmm. She is forever grateful to her sister, um, JC, for being published first. In August, in, in August, (laughs) in August, 2013, Leanne's fifth novel, The Husband's Secret, was released in the U.S. and within two weeks had climbed the charts to become a number one New York Times bestseller. Much champagne was drunk. It remained on the New York Times bestseller list for over a year and was recently selected by the UK's famous Richard and Judy Book Club as one of their top reads for the last 10 years. Leanne's next novel, Big Little Lies, debuted at number one on the New York Times bestseller list, making Leanne the first Australian author to debut in in the top spot in the U.S. Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon snapped up the film and television rights. Leanne was so dazzled by their combined star power, she became briefly disoriented, but (laughs) recovered in time to accept their offer. The HBO limited series of Big Little Lies was a critically acclaimed smash hit, which went on to win multiple Emmys. Leanne managed to make it up on stage at the Emmys without tripping, which she considers one of her life's major achievements. I just love this so much. That is, it is like, the she's most fun. funny. She's. And it's like stuff that you really do want to know. Right. Like these are the, the kinds of things I, I'm curious about in other people's Absolutely. lives. Her most recent novel, Nine Perfect Strangers, is also being adapted for a limited television series. Can I just say I just finished that Did series? You? Did you like it? I totally binged. I could not stop. I loved it. And I have not started yet. I might say that that book of hers wasn't my favorite. Oh, I agree with you 100%. I mean, it was, it was interesting and definitely different than any other book I I've was, read. Yeah, it was not my fave. The series, I loved it so much. Okay, I'm going to have to watch it. I loved it so much. There is some language. Okay. And some things. Some things. That are like, it's definitely an adult show. Okay. But it's... It was binge-worthy. I mean, it's got some big names in it, and they do a fabulous job. I will just say that. Oh, very well. Very well. Anyway. Okay, yeah, like our big names, Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy, I love her. I know, me too. Leanne's sister, 
Jacqueline continues to write wonderful, award-winning books for children, teenagers, and adults. Her youngest sister, Nicola Moriarty, is also now an author of gripping, impossible-to-put-down domestic thrillers. Her other sisters have no interest in writing, and they really love it when people say, are you one of the authors? (laughs) I'm sure they do. Leanne is now a full-time author. She has sold over 20 million copies of her books worldwide, and her novels have been translated into 40 languages. Wow. She lives in Sydney with her husband, son, and daughter. When she's not writing, she can be found reading, demanding coffee, being taken for a brisk walk by her Labrador, skiing like she's 30 years younger than she is, recovering (laughs) from skiing injuries. Hello, been there. (laughs) Talking to old friends about getting old and begging her children for help with technology. I love it. I love it. That what is so fun. Her and her sisters, a cute picture of her and her author sisters. I just love that you just gave me a whole novel about your life because, yes, I want to know. I do want to all know. All the things. Yes. And that was so well written. Right? It was fun. As it if wasn't you are just an like author. A, yeah. Da, 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 da. Let me list just yeah. the things. Yeah. It was so good. That was, was awesome. a great one, right? Okay. There and you I, go. My I am fun little so fact excited about it for this week. I love that we got to have it mm-hmm. as our yeah book club pick. I'm apples never fall. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I've started it. I think you finished I it. I finished it. I to can't wait be to continued. hear what you think. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So far, so good for me, but I'm yeah. at the very beginning. Yeah. Okay, but as for today. Today, Let's get on. we're going to talk about what we've just currently read. Yeah. What's on our shelf. What is it, Sarah? I think I went first last time. Okay, then June, I'll take it on this shelf? time. I read The Lowland by Jumpa Lahiri. Hmm. This came out 2013. It's been around for a while. Okay. I got this one from my armchair traveler. I'm just crossing those off my list. How close are you? Um, oh, I have less than 10 left. Wow. Yeah. That is impressive. I think less than 10. And I just finished another one today. So um, I have to count now to let you know. This one, of course, you know, I'm famously don't remember the states for most of them. Yes. <laughs> and I am right on target with this one. I don't recall. <laughs> it is by some water. <laughs> There you go. I would like to say that this one is in New England area, the East Coast area-ish place. Okay? Okay. Okay. That's what we're going with. I'll take it. But it starts out in India. Okay. And so it's about a family. They, um, they They live in Calcutta. And there's two brothers, two little boys that grow up with their parents there. Okay. And they are best friends identical of course there's they have fights and whatever they're brothers but they play together and their childhood was spent on the streets of calcutta um as any childhood should be just Mm -hmm. playing and um and have this great bond their parents are close it's just a great childhood um during the vietnam war riots sweep across india which i did not know any of this. I know very little about the Vietnam War, except for your basic you yeah, know, stuff, but right. how it affected other countries. I had no idea that um, there were so many riots in India. And there was a movement called Naxalite hmm. that was um, 
like grassroots movement of the people in India for equity and against poverty. Like they were out there, you know, there were corrupt police, there were, you know, all the, and they were trying to expose these things and get equity and get people out of poverty, these things that shouldn't be happening. And as they're into their teenage years and growing up, his brother, um, I believe the younger brother got involved with this group and was going out, you know, it's a very secret group because there would be severely punished if caught. And so he secretly, secretly went out, but the brother knew that he was doing this and getting involved and he'd, he'd been caught and, um, you know, beat up by police officers and paid Mm -hmm. them off or what, you know, had anyway, um, to help his brother. No, the brother himself. That's what happened. had, Had been caught a few times but been able to get out of it, but severely beaten. I mean, but he just oh. felt like this is what he stood for. Like he it was important. It was important to him. And so the brother, it's Udayan, Udayan and Shabash. And mm. um, anyway, the older brother ends up um, getting a scholarship to a university in the United States. And he leaves and goes to the United States to go to school. And, um, tragedy happens while he's gone to his brother. He is murdered because of what he's involved with. And he had been married while his brother was gone and, um, and his wife was pregnant. He did not know that at the time when he was killed, that his wife was pregnant. And so he goes back for his brother's funeral and has never met um, his, his brother's wife and his brother's wife is not really accepted by the parents because of all these family things going on. And so you see this brother, like trying to make these decisions of what's right for him, but how to respect his brother and how to respect his parents, and how to still honor them, even though his brother's gone now. So uh, I mean, it, it just it sounds really beautiful. complicated. It too. is very complicated. It's long. It's a long book. It's a long story. Um, it just the human heart, family, love, what you're willing to give up for your family, how unselfish some people can be. Wow. Yes, we read a lot of books with a lot of really selfish characters. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those completely unselfish love of family love of you know memories and what you do to memorialize someone and wow it's i gave it four stars it's really a beautiful book that's awesome the lowland it's on my list i recommend right yeah there's my first one all right well, the first one I'm going to talk about is The Last Anniversary by Leanne Moriarty. Well, let's bring Leanne back to the conversation. It's just too hard not to talk about her. Absolutely. So this is one that's been around, mm-hmm. but it's not something I've read. So in case you're not yeah. familiar with this book, even though it's oh, let's been talk about around, it. Yeah. it is the story of this family who... Um, dis- this these sisters who discover a baby that's been abandoned on an island, okay? Mm-hmm. And so they call the police, and the police come, and the parents have disappeared. No one can find them. 
And it's a great big mystery about where did these parents go? They think they just ran away right. and left their baby. Just, yeah. And so these two sisters decide they're going to take care of the baby. Yeah. And they also turn these this family's house. On this island. On this island into like a tourist attraction. Like, oh, the mystery of the abandoned baby. And people come and visit and tour this they, mysterious yes. house. I love all the like family jobs. Like, yeah. I'm in charge of the tour today. I'm in ch- like. Yeah. It's a family business. Love this book. Yeah. And it's these now these sisters are getting old. Um, and there's their the baby is old is a grandma mm-hmm. and has children and grandchildren and her the aunt that's kind of been leading all of this on and like really the boss mm-hmm. of the whole thing she's she dies and in her will she leaves her house to her great no her grandson's, grandson's- Fiance, right? Ex. Ex-fiance. They didn't actually even get engaged. Like when he was oh, going to propose, okay. she broke up with him. So it was like this random ex-girlfriend. Not even a family member. No, he is now married to someone Somebody else. else. <laughs> and so you kind of get this funny story about yeah. all the weird connections between this family and the little stories of which she is so very good at telling these individual In, stories. Yes. Yes. Got a sister with postpartum. And I loved when I read that. For some reason, that stood out to me like five years later. The sister with postpartum that was talked about so, like, we don't talk about that enough postpartum. Yeah, agreed. Let's talk about and it was what like, it's like. Really good. Yeah, it was really good. And like all the things we tell to expectant mothers, like mm-hmm. what it's going to be like. What it really is going to be like. Right? Like we're like, oh, when you see that baby, you're just... It's get a bond with it so yeah. quickly. And and then when you don't have what you expect, you think something's something you're broken. Yeah. You're never going to bond with your baby. Anyway, all you those things. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that fast. Um, another sister is like, kind of like, you can't have my grandma's house. I want the house. And so she's a hoot mm-hmm. and bossing everyone around and. And in the note that the gra- the grandma left to the ex-girlfriend about leaving her house, she says, like, there's a man here that I think you're going to like, and he's your guy. Yeah. And so she ends up on this, like, well, who did who is she talking about? So every man she meets, she thinks, is who this she was is, supposed yeah. to fall in love yeah. with. And anyway, super funny. And, like, you're still trying to figure out this mystery. Like, what really yeah. is going on here? And you right. don't find it out till the end. And anyway, super fun. Great storytelling. Yeah. Such a unique story. Didn't right. You know, I love seeing all of the all interwoven. The and I loved how it ended. Such a yeah. fun spin at the end. Yeah. I gave it four stars. I was just looking, I gave it three. But again, that we was are, five years ago, me. Yeah. I was a and harsher. I think when you are reading of author that you've read a lot of their stories, mm-hmm. I can't help but compare to their stories. Well, that is very true. And now that I've read even more of hers. And I have a bigger comparison. I would now put this because I gave Nine Perfect Strangers three stars. I like The Last Anniversary way better yeah. than Nine Perfect Strangers. I would so say that too. So in retrospect, I would give The Last Anniversary four stars and stay Nine Perfect Strangers with three. Yeah, I agree. 
And I liked Nine Perfect Strangers. Yeah, absolutely. She still tells a good story. Absolutely. But when you are rating her other books. When you're comparing them, if I was going to put them in order. Right. What Alice Forgot, number one. I'm with you on that. I loved what Alice Forgot. Truly Madly Guilty. I love Three Wishes. I love Truly Madly Guilty. Yeah. She does such a good job. She's great. Yeah. She's great. So even the three stars, that doesn't mean it's bad. I still really enjoy it. I want to read all of her books. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Next for me, not a Leanne Moriarty, unfortunately, (laughs) is The Office of Historical Corrections by Danielle Evans. Okay. So this one came out 2020, which was perfectly timed for what was going on in 2020. This is, um, it's a series of six short stories, and it is um, race issues. Oh. And told through these different stories, different scenarios that really just, it made me, again, question my thoughts, question, check myself. Where are you with this idea? And I love things like that. I've seen this cover a lot. Yeah, it is one of those that I think everybody, I mean, each one of the stories is multi, you know, us, multiracial, all different, all different things to do with race. And I think it is a good eye-opener, a good check yourself, Mm -hmm. really put yourself in the story of what it's like to grow up not white in America. Yeah. And I appreciate that because I don't have that firsthand. And it's there. I learned things that you know, just there's these little rabbit holes that go down and go down and go down with different historical things. Anyway, it was really good. I gave it four stars, another four star for awesome. me. Awesome. And, you know, I'm not one to usually love short stories, but these were these were really good. They were each one of them really, really interesting and pulled hmm. you in and then moved on to the next one, but all centered around the same thing. Like topic. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I liked it. Very good. Okay, the next one on my list is The Hawthorne Legacy, which is the second book of The Inheritance Games, which I have talked about before. Okay. So The Inheritance Games um, is kind of about this girl who, whose mom died. She doesn't, you know, her dad is kind of non-existent. Her mom dies, and so her half-sister raises her okay and they just have nothing and all okay. of a sudden I'm remembering yes that. all of a sudden she is got out of school and taken to texas a different state and told that she's been named in a will of mm-hmm. like the richest man in the united states and he's named her in the will and so she's thinking well i'm gonna get a little something and he leaves like his whole estate to her okay okay so there's all these conditions to um, her receiving it because mm-hmm. she's still a minor and she has to live in the house for a year and she has to, you know, yeah, whatever. And um, so in the first book, there was a lot of challenging of just like her, you know, who is this girl? Why would he name her? And then trying like the rest of the family basically trying to kill her off. And he's a big game 
person. And so there's all of these things happening in that. And it continues. I guess in the first book, they kind of decide that she's okay. They're not Mm going to fight her anymore. And they kind of accept her as the heir to this, I don't know, all of his money, all of his wealth. And um, in this book, she is, it just kind of is an, it's the next step, right? She's starting, she now wants to find out what is her connection to him? Why did he choose me? There's got to be something to it. I'm not just, he didn't pick my name out of a hat, basically. Right. And as she starts to do some digging and finding out about herself, she sees a picture of his son who passed away when he was like a young adult. And she recognizes him. And it's a homeless man that she played chess with all of the time. And so she's like, I know him. And the more that she like finds out about him and his life before he was homeless and Uh this person that was with her, she, he had a rocky youth Uh and she starts to believe that he's her father. And so she, so this whole book is her trying to find him. He's lost. They can't find him. Okay. And discovering maybe her connection to him. And, and it's all the games like her, their family is just, it's so clever. It's very clever the way that they, they play these games and they connect all of these pieces to kind find. Kind of like a big escape room type yes, idea. exactly. And it's super fun. And it's, it's, I'm one who I'm like, wait, what? Like, how are you getting from A to B here? I'm yeah. not, I can't even, yeah. But you can follow along. It was super clever. And it's not what you think. Like, there's all these little twists. Yeah. And even at the end, it wasn't what you thought. And so I don't think it's the end. I think there will still be, be another. More. But it was That's good. Fun. I gave it four stars. It was awesome. a fun one. Very Sometimes, cool. like, second books aren't as good. I right? agree. I'm always a little, uh... Right. But I have to know. Like, I'm always like, okay, fine. Tell me what happens yeah. next. Yeah. But it's it was good. I still, yeah, I gave it four stars. Sweet. Okay, next for me is Local Woman Missing by Mary Kubica. Hmm. Kubica. We'll go with Kubica. This came out in 2021, just this year, May. So it's a new one. I believe this one has, uh, I've started seeing lists for book of the year. Oh, yeah. And so the voting is starting. And so I pulled this one off a list because I hadn't read it off of the Goodreads list. I think it was Goodreads. Hmm. Yeah, my Goodreads has their list out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made a list of those books I need to read, and this one was one of them. And Ooh. there's a reason. It's a it's book of so the year. Good. It was good. I gave it four stars. Ooh. So it is a story in this um this town. It's a well-off community, just a small little community, backs up to some woods. Um, a woman goes out jogging one night and she doesn't come home. She goes missing. The husband has a, they have like a six week old baby just, and she just disappears. Like they are looking for her and there's not a body. There's no evidence. They're trying to, they're of course, look at the husband first, but Mm. um, are trying to figure out what happened. Well, two two weeks later, a couple of streets over, another woman and her six year old daughter go missing. And so... What happened? Oh. Are they connected? Are they not connected? 
What is the story here? Oh my gosh. The beginning of this book, I'm not going to put anything out there. I don't want to spoil any of it because I went in, I hadn't even read the synopsis, nothing. I went in blind and I want you listeners to go in blind. But the (laughs) first part of this book, like sometimes you know how it takes a little bit to get into a book and to kind of get the point of view and the characters and who's, you know, like... It takes me a while sometimes, and I'm almost like, ooh, if I have to put any more effort into figuring out what's going on, I might just stop reading. Do you yes. ever do that? Oh, yes. And it's like, oh, I just want it to be good. Just get to From it the already. first page, this one, first page, so crazy, so... Wow. It's, yeah. Like... That's awesome. All the creep, worst nightmares, awful... And then it just goes from there and it, um, ah, what happened and what happened? I am like, I already put it on hold. Yep. Get it. I had one open hold spot. Oh, good. And this is the perfect one for that because I think you'll really like it. Ooh. It's super, super good. I'm excited. You're, you're going to like it. There's just so much goodness in this. Ooh. It's a good discover creep. Mystery. Yep. yep. Four stars. Fantastic awesome. read. I love it. Highly, highly recommend. Some good books this time. Yes. Right? So, uh, I think for me, all four stars. I have all four and one five. Ooh. I'm saving the best yep. for last. Okay. But my next one is a four. Okay. And it's called My Contrary Mary. And it's by Cynthia Hand, Brody Ashton, and Jody Meadows. They are... They write Sorry. books together. Who? Wait, what? Cynthia Hand, Brody Ashton, and Jody Meadows. All three of them together. Yes. So they wrote like the Jane series, like My Plain Jane. Oh, you know what? You highly recommend that. And I started it and couldn't. Did, really? Yeah. So funny. I, I love it. And I maybe I just need to go. It, Did you do My Lady Jane first? Yeah. That one was my favorite. Okay. I... I, I just love couldn't my have lady the time. Jane. Hey, you it might not be it, your cup of tea. It is a different style of writing. Very different. Okay. It's like tongue in cheek. Like It sounds like all the things I would love. Yes. And maybe I just was in the wrong place at the wrong time it and takes need to go back and try it again. And it twists it around. Yeah. And dumps it on its head. Like it is so funny. Like the characters in the book like turn into animals. That's not normal. And maybe that's, I think, the fantastical part of it. It is so funny. Okay. Because the, like, it, (laughs) you have to read it. But this one. Okay. It's a new, it's a new one. Now they're doing the Marys. Okay. We're done with the Janes. We're done with Janes. Um, And we're on Mary, and it's my contrary Mary. And it's about um, Mary, the Queen of Scotland. Okay. Who is sent away to France to live and be raised in the French court because she's going to marry their their prince, mm-hmm. Francis, who will be the king and she will marry him and then she'll and be then the she'll queen be the of queen. Scots and he'll be the queen and they will unite their countries into greatness. Sounds and, like a perfect um, setting. Yes. And although... The king and queen are considered verities, and verities are people who do not change into animals. They are yeah, they are purely people. Okay, and then there's the idiots. So this is like muggles. 
versus yes okay but it would be like the muggles are in charge and if you were a witch you would be like persecuted okay and then there's the idioms who are who people who do turn into their animal form and everyone has an inner animal it's just those who can access it and those who can't and verities think people who can access it are like weird and something's wrong with you and idioms think there's something wrong with you if you can't access your inner animal something's wrong with you if you're different So there's just a lot of things going on, a lot of mishaps, a lot of, as they're trying to discover, like, each other's secrets. It's a court, and there are secrets, and there are people that you trust and that you don't trust. Okay. And all the inner workings and scheming of the French court and Mm -hmm. the Scottish, is that what you would call it? Court? Scotland's court? Okay. And all the undermining of people that you think you should be trusting and it's these very naive, young, they get married when they're 16 because the king wants them to start producing heirs. And so they are ordered to marry at 16 years old and they're very young and naive and they do not understand everyone's agendas. And wow. so they're taken advantage of quite a bit until as they try to take back the control and get rid of the people they shouldn't trust and Surround themselves with people that they should. Anyway, it's so funny. I loved it so much. I gave it four stars. Awesome. I think it's so I funny. I love that. And I do think, like, I'd never read these books. Yeah. And so I don't know what it would be like, but their voices in my, like, from the audiobook are so good. They do such a good job. Like, they're like, oh, now remember, dear reader. Like, it is so funny. Like, it's oh. an aside. Yeah. So it might narration is- be better than the printed version, but it yeah. might not. Maybe you are really imaginative. And but I love, love the audiobook. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep it on my list as want to read. I you may It's okay if you, it's not your favorite. Because maybe eventually I would really enjoy it. I don't know. You might not. We'll see. But I do. I love that you do. I do. Okay. My last one. The Book of Unknown Americans by Christina Hen- Henriquez. Henriquez. Yes. Okay. Um, this is a newer one. Oh, no. 2014. Not a oh, newer one. Okay. Um, this one was on my armchair traveler. Uh, and guess the state. Delaware. Know. Delaware. For some reason, this one I remember because. So it's Unknown Americans. These are um, immigrants coming from South America and Central America. Various countries in there are represented in this. And I found it so interesting that they, so many of them came to Delaware. That that this was the place to go. And this particular family that's the main family in this book came to Delaware because their daughter was in an accident in their home country and she had a traumatic brain injury. And there really wasn't any school where they were at that could provide what she needed. And they really wanted to provide her more. She's a teenager, I think, like 15 at the time. And um, they, so they researched all these different schools in the United States, and they found this school that came highly recommended in the research in Delaware. And so they had found a couple schools, but it really came down to where they the husband could get a job because they had to be sponsored. So they went about coming into the country legally. They knew they could go the other way and get there quicker, 
but they wanted to do it the right way. Wow. And so it took over a year before he found a job that would sponsor his visa and to get there to do all the work to get there. And they finally do to get her in this school. And it just it goes through the struggle of being homesick, wanting to be home, but being here because this is a better opportunity. But missing home, missing their friends, missing familiarity. Yeah. Like nothing is the same here. And they're not trusting of anything because everything is so unfamiliar. And mm. so, and just navigating everything. They don't speak English. And so, how to navigate the school system and the grocery store and taking the bus. They don't have a car. So, they're taking the bus everywhere. And how to read a map or even find your way around to find where a grocery store is. So, the first place they go to get groceries as a they walk down the street until they find a gas station because their apartment's kind of in the middle of nowhere and so they find a gas station and it's so expensive and they're like there's no way that we're not going to be able to eat we don't have enough money for this and and struggles with employment and didn't work out like they wanted to just all these struggles these struggles yeah to provide a better opportunity. So this is the main story. And then there's all these little offshoots of stories um, off of this main family of different people who have come to the United States from different countries and why they came and what their experiences have been. So it's, it's kind of like a spider web of we've got this main family and what they're going through. And then you get all these little backstories of different people that they either encounter or they're just pop up here and there. And it's, it's just really eye opening to the immigrant immigrants, the immigration process, um, what people do to be here and why they're here and what they provide here. And they just want what's best for their family. They're really just trying to provide for their families and beautiful stories of what you do, what you do for your loved ones and your family wow. when you're not getting what they need where you're at. Oh, anyway, that's amazing. I really feel bad. I mean, I think about showing up in a country and not knowing the language, not knowing how to navigate the streets or their transportation system or like Just the, one the of the things. little stories in here is she loses track of time or she gets on the wrong bus, the mom. And she, by the time she realizes that her bus is not taking her back home, she's looking at her, the, her watch and it's like one fifty something. And her daughter is due home at two fifteen, and she's not going to make it home in time. And daughter is, you know, recovering from a traumatic brain injury. She doesn't process. She's not processing. And so she's going to get off the bus and mom's not going to be there. And she's not going to know what to do. Oh my gosh. And is this a safe place for her? There's people they seen in the parking lots that they don't necessarily trust. And she doesn't speak English. And she tries to call the school and tries to get them to find someone to interpret for him so that she can say, you know, don't leave my daughter on the street off the bus, but nobody can understand what she's saying. And she gets hung up on and she it's just like the panic of a mom who needs help and doesn't have the language or the resources or the support to, you know, when you get in those pickles, I have people I can call to pick up my kids. I know how to get a hold of the school. I know how to, you know, like all those things I really do take for granted because it comes fairly easy for me to get help in an emergency or when I'm in a pickle. 
mm-hmm. and the importance of community and anyway. Absolutely. Really good, really that good story. really good. Awesome. Good books. Yeah. Okay. My last book is Damnation Spring by Ash Davidson. Have you seen I, that one? It's, actually, it's a very pretty cover. It is a beautiful cover. And now that I see it, you asked me, and I was like, oh, I haven't heard of it. But it is on my hold list at the library. Uh-huh. I am three weeks out. You're going to love it. Yeah? Yeah, I gave it five stars. Five it's stars. It's one of my five stars. This would be a Ooh. really great book club book. Lots okay. of things that you could discuss from this book. Um, a little bit of backstory. It's brand new. It just came uh-huh. out in August. Um, it takes place in like the redwoods, you know, yeah. deep North Cal- North California, um, nineteen seventy seven. You know, it's like back when they the were year just I was born. Ooh, it's a good year. And they were just chopping down chopping trees down. and making money, and these people. You know, you lived and breathed, you know, harvesting trees. Yeah. It's what you did. And that's what the forest was made for. And and it was generational. Like your father, your grandfather, all these people. That's what you did. You lived in these towns and you just worked in the forest and you cut the trees down. You knew how to do it or you would die. Yeah. Like there is such a method to how to down these massive trees and you have to know what you're doing or and and you'd have a very short life expectancy like most loggers don't live past 50 like you just are you it's die young just a harsh industry it is but like your wow. community is your family like you've all lived here together for generations you know each other inside and out and um you just you work together you live together you yeah. Support we each survive other. together. Yeah. It's just such a small family community, right? Okay. And um as you getting to know this community and the people in it, it's it focuses most around one family and the husband is a logger and the wife they have a six year old and she wants another baby but keeps miscarrying and so she's very sad about that and she's watching other people she kind of becomes a midwife accidentally. Okay. And she's watching other people have babies and it obviously makes her sad. But Mm -hmm. the babies that are coming are like, they're just having a lot of issues with the babies that are deformed. Um, Things are happening. Um, There's just, there's a person from the community that has left and become very involved in being a prof- he's a professor and he got an education and he didn't you know he doesn't want to mm-hmm. do the small town logger he wanted he got, bigger yeah and his mom got sick so he comes home and he's like there's something going on here and so he starts digging and he's warning them like there's something wrong with the water and and they're like there's nothing wrong with the water you know and so there's just a lot of things going on here and how they just kind of turn on each other mm-hmm. within this community and what they do and people don't stay in line with what is the status quo. Yeah. And it's just family relationships, neighbor relationships, working relationships. I mean, it's really, it goes deep and it's personal. It's so good. It's really well done. Wow. I loved it. I'm really excited to read that. I I really I can't loved wait. it. 
three weeks. And it's like a thing. It's a part of history that I think is is very real. And we just, you don't, I don't know. I didn't know anything about yeah. it. So again, I love when that happens. I love when yes, I'm taken to, to a time and a new. place that I'm totally unfamiliar yeah. with. And it's like, no, people really went through this. This was real. And it's sad. Absolutely. And amazing. Like they're the, what they do for each other. And when they finally, you know, how they can yeah. unite and rally anyway. And do better. And be better. I think that is absolutely like the cycle of life is yes, horrible things are going to happen. And there's always going to be the result of something new. And then down the road, there's going to be a result. But we circle around to doing better. Yeah, it doesn't mean everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. But we learn and we do better. And we learn and we do better. Or at least that's the hope, right? That that's the cycle we go through. Yeah. And where do we put our allegiance? I think that's really like we think certain people are looking out for us. But yeah. re- like who? Who are you trusting right. with your allegiance? Absolutely. There, that's, it's that's it's a big worth question. evaluating. Yeah. And questioning Yeah. if it's still worth your allegiance there. And mm-hmm. if you change your allegiance, what would change it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was really it was really good. Sounds good. Yeah. I can't wait. I have so many long holds right now i know my, i had a ton come list. all at once because that's always the way it works for me you know i'm excited lisa jewel has a new one out i love she lisa jewel does? yes i've got two more weeks on that one so that's fun so i have some really sally rooney has a new one out i like her there's just a lot of fun ones that i'm waiting for but they the holds are long yeah long holds right now so anyway I'll it. find other books to read while oh. I'm waiting. No okay, worries. <laughs> I got five on my thing. And I think a couple of them I just hurried and grabbed because they were available. I was like, oh, take I'll it, get to it. it. Yeah. 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 I love it. Thanks for it's listening. Fun. Yeah. Such a fun episode. I can't wait. I hope you go read them and then tell us about it because yes. I want to know if you liked it. Absolutely. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, and we appreciate any likes and follows and stars. Shares. Yes. Whatever you're willing to put out there for us, we really appreciate it. You guys are our best listeners. Yes. Thank you to Amphibia Sue for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.